Advocacy groups track those numbers, the only comprehensive data we've found, and cross-reference with bills here at the Texas State Capitol. Some policies passed, including one to prevent some medical treatment for transgender children. Sometimes we must work hard against something in order to fight for something. SB 14 fights to stop puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and mutilating surgeries. This bill does the wrong thing. Another bill that passed would ban books mentioning LGBTQ topics in public schools. Make no mistake, this is censorship and this is book banning. Sexually explicit content has no place in schools. And lawmakers passed another bill to prevent some performances opponents worry could include drag shows. These bills discriminate against people based on sex and not the actual content of performances. It's it's ridiculous. Leave the children out of it. The fact that you would consider this bill proves that you are the threat to the children of Texas. Thank How you for dare your testimony. You? How dare you sit Thank before you us your and ignore the very real evidence Thank you for your that Texans have brought to you. In testimony and debate, protests, and even legislation, there were references to a piece of history a controversial measure some say helped spark the latest proposals. A state law created 50 years ago outlawing homosexual conduct in Texas. Course materials and instruction must state that homosexual conduct is not an acceptable lifestyle and is a criminal offense under the penal code. Does Texas values believe that an individual who engages in homosexual conduct is a criminal and should be a criminal under Texas law. But of course our position is that that goes against the values of our organization. Texas enacted its first sodomy law in 1860, banning what was labeled this abominable and detestable crime for anyone. A review of news archives and court reports over the next century show the law was largely used to criminalize behavior between gay men. After we have heard all the evidence on the penal code, the subcommittee then tried to report a bill. Then in 1973, state leaders overhauled the penal code, which holds every criminal law in Texas. 
and in doing so, they narrowed the sodomy law to only apply to homosexual conduct, section 21.06, essentially targeting only gay sex. We've tried to uh, take into consideration the needs of everyone, and, and I, I certainly hope that this will go, go right through the Senate, and I think we'll have one of the best penal codes in the, in the country if it does. I'd like to object to the inclusion of Section 2106. Threatens with arrest a large section of the Texas population for living normal lives. Homosexual women and men whose only crime is in love. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Committee of Criminal Jurisprudence. We'll lay out House Bill 687. Tell me how you got interested in starting to file legislation that would have repealed 21.06 on the penal code. I actually knew people who were being discriminated against in a number of different ways. There would be times when people wouldn't be able to get jobs and apartment applications. It just seemed like the right thing to do to take it off the books. It was on its face unfair. For people who are homosexual, this happens on a real regular basis. We had a really, really activist office. Every session, I'd carry dozens and dozens and dozens of bills. My first session was 1981. How long were you in the legislature? A little over two decades. I filed it every session. It repeals a section that makes homosexual sodomy illegal. 2106 is a Class C misdemeanor. What's the penalty range for a Class C misdemeanor? If you were in my county, it could be hanging. <laughs> Mr. Chisholm, probably, do you not probably know? Probably 500 bucks in this county, but that's all right. And they probably would hang you for doing this in my county if they caught you. Why do you feel like the bill never got to the point where it got a final vote and went to the governor's desk? It was still very controversial in Texas. Legally, I think it was a bill whose time had not come. Certainly, we brought in very, very effective witnesses, made our case very well. The witness I've asked you to call is Mitchell Kateen. He is the attorney in the case that y'all have all heard about. I am one of the attorneys for John Lawrence and Tyrone Gardner. When I received a call in 1998 asking if I would handle this case, I didn't believe it because I had never heard of anybody being arrested and put in jail for homosexual conduct. Uh, but then I got this fax. What did Harris County deputies say happened that night? Deputies said that they received a call that there was a man with a gun in the apartment. When they arrived on the scene, they entered the apartment with their guns drawn. And according to their sworn statement, they observed John and Tyrone in the bedroom. I responded along with several other deputies. I'm the first one in. And I looked down to my left, two men having sexual intercourse. With the police report, you're listed as a witness on it. Yes, sir. And it says specifically that the defendants were engaged in deviant sexual conduct. Yes. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm thinking to myself, you know what? These are two grown adults. What they do in the privacy of their own home is their business. When you heard that they were going to be charged with homosexual conduct, mm -hmm. what did you think about that? You know, so I didn't agree with it but it's the law, so I'm gonna do my job. A 
I've tried calling John Lawrence. I said, John, you don't know me, but I'm a gay activist in Houston. I want to talk to you about your arrest. I think we have a Supreme Court case. I think we can um, take homosexuality as being illegal off the books, and I think you can help me do that. I want to find you a lawyer. It was personal for me. I was a young, new gay lawyer. I had uh, graduated from law school and wanted to help my community. This hit the news. Most people were outraged, straight and gay, uh, from all over the world. I was getting phone calls saying, is this real? Did this really happen? I said, guys, the whole country's gonna know who you are. Your name is going to be in the paper. Your pictures will be in the paper. We'll hear argument next in number 02102, John Geddes, Lawrence, and Tyrone Garner versus Texas. The state of Texas in this case claims that there's no constitutional problem raised by a criminal statute that is directed not just at conduct, but at a particular group of people, a law that criminalizes forms of sexual intimacy only for same-sex couples. The state of Texas is asking this court to be mindful of the far-reaching aspects of your decision in this case. Under the equal protection argument, Texas has the right to set moral standards for its people. Most legal scholars will tell you your chance of going to the Supreme Court, you know, don't bank on that because really good cases often don't make it there, let alone win. We'll win with a 6-3 decision. That, that was amazing. The judgment of the Court of Appeals for the Texas 14th District is reversed. And it changed things beyond Texas. Oh, it, first of all, it changed 13 states. 13 states had sodomy statutes on the books when Lawrence v. Texas came out. As Justice Kennedy said, moral disapproval is not enough for a criminal statute. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean you should have a criminal law making it a crime. The petitioners are entitled to respect for their private lives. The state cannot demean their existence or control their destiny by making their private sexual conduct a crime. That language has been used by the Supreme Court for gay marriage, for protection from employment discrimination. Our obligation is to define the liberty of all, not to mandate our own moral code. This photo was taken right outside the very first hearing. That's Mitchell, Tyrone, John Lawrence, and then you have me on the end. What you told Mr. Lawrence and Mr. Garner that this was going to be a Supreme Court case ended up being true. They were thrown into it. They weren't activists. They had absolutely no motivation to be in this fight other than that they were angry, they were humiliated. These guys could have said no at any time, and they didn't. Due to health issues, both John and Tyrone have passed away. All these years later, is there anything, if you could speak to them now, that you would like to tell them? Um, yeah, if you give me a second. Um, if they were still around today, and the most obvious answer would be thank you. Their legacy lives on for the equal treatment of all people that may be disfavored in the majority's eyes. Twenty years later, 
the law is still on the Texas books. Why else would you keep a law on the books that's no longer valid? It's to send a message. It was always there just to be as a, a symbol of hatred, a symbol of discontent. It was symbolic then, it's symbolic now. My name is Venton Jones, and I am a state representative in Dallas, Texas. I was born and raised in this neighborhood. Twenty twenty-three was your first legislative session, right? That's right. The committee on criminal jurisprudence will come to order at this time. Chair lays out House Bill twenty fifty-five by Representative Venton Jones. Recognizes. cleanup bill that would strike the unconstitutional language from section 21.06 of the penal code put in place in 1973. Let's see. 21.06, homosexual conduct. A person commits an offense if he engages in deviant sexual intercourse with another individual of the same sex. You still have instances where this law uh, is being used to harass communities. It's laws like that um, that perpetuate that violence and the rhetoric that we heard towards LGBTQ community. A warning to anyone in the room due to the sexually explicit content that will be discussed here. Oh, let me introduce myself. Vincent Jones, uh, House District 100 in Dallas, but also a proud representative of this community. I'm a black gay man. What was it like growing up gay in Texas? It was challenging. But thankfully, one thing that Texas teaches you is to, to be strong. Being a part of the LGBTQ community is not a crime. What were you thinking when you stepped up to that podium? As also being someone who this legislation would impact personally and that really fueled my you know, ability to be able to, to lay out this bill in a way to where my colleagues heard me. I don't believe that you uh, or any members uh, on this panel should be arrested for being with the person that you love. One of the voices of the opposition was a group called Texas Values. Mm -hmm. Texas Values says it is a faith and family-based organization. Chair lays out, House Bill 1848. Texas Values in opposition to HB 1848. Texas Values Action here to testify against House Bill 978. Texas Values Action here to oppose HB 1038. Texas Values declined an interview request saying it was focused on more pressing issues. But our own legislative analysis found in the past decade, this group has been very focused on this measure, registering or testifying at least 17 times against different bills aimed at repealing the state's ban on homosexual conduct, far surpassing anyone else. 
Its argument, the legislation was always too broad. Our main concern that we bring every year with this type of legislation is how it affects the health and safety code, which has very important provisions on how we teach kids about sex. Most legislative efforts, including Representative Jones's bill, have not only tried to repeal the state's ban on homosexual conduct, but also language referencing that law from a section of the Texas Health and Safety Code regarding teaching students about sex in school. That section states homosexuality is not a lifestyle acceptable to the general public and is a criminal offense. The most important part is making sure that our kids have all the information that they need possible in order to make healthy decisions. But like with Jones's bill, even when compromise kept the health code portion intact, Texas values would not support repealing the ban on homosexual conduct. There's different faith perspectives on, on all of these issues, but, but my question is very, very pointed and simple. Does Texas values believe that an individual who engages in homosexual conduct is a criminal and should be a criminal under Texas law. We do have to say that as an organization, we do not stand for that behavior. And my greatest fear at this moment is that there may be another little girl or boy watching your testimony and think that there is something wrong with them for a trait that we can't change. I am a lesbian. Not because I choose to be, but because the God I believe in made me this way. The law isn't meant to disparage or discourage anyone. What's the factual reason that this book should tell me that my marriage to my wife is criminal? We have gotten really good in this state about criminalizing behaviors that, that we may just disagree with. And I don't think that's the right course for this state. And so I, I just want us to think deeply as legislators before we ultimately vote on this. For some legislators, that thought process might include the influence Texas values can have on politics. Since its beginning in 2012, the group has received millions of dollars in contributions, but due to state and federal disclosure laws for nonprofits and campaigns, it's tough to tell exactly how that money was spent or who gave it. We do know Texas Values and its lobbying arm have endorsed conservative lawmakers, buying ads and publishing faith and family scorecards, a major campaign tool in elections. I proudly have those awards that I've received from Texas Value on my shelf here in my office in the Capitol, and you do great great work. When you look at the makeup of the committee that you were standing before, there were some pretty conservative members. I think that that's why it's critical to be able to have an open door so that you can have those conversations. There should be no reason that I shouldn't be treated just as equally as each and every one of you. And with that, I close. Thank you so much. There being nine eyes and zero nays, the motion prevails. At the end of that process, not only did we have the unanimous support of the committee, we had over 76 lawmakers um, that had signed on um, to support this bill as it made its way to the House floor. What ultimately happened? Why didn't it move further than that? Well, unfortunately, by the time that this bill was placed on the House floor calendar, we had reached the deadline to hear House bills. So 
Not only did this bill die at that time, but many other bills um, also did as well. Sometimes it has to go another session, and sometimes even another session. What I hope is that it continues to show how the needle is moving um, towards um, understanding. Do you think that this law will ever come off the books in Texas? You know, I, I'm not one to ever say never, and I think that it's important that our laws reflect our values, our values of diversity, values of inclusion, values of all humans being created equal. Online Now, Outlaw, the digital investigation. Watch the full docuseries and explore our interactive elements on a half-century criminalizing LGBTQ Texans. Check out additional stories on the record number of legislative policies and proposals impacting your community. And listen to a new season of our Catalyst podcast, taking a closer look at our team's personal and professional experiences shaping this report. It's all online now at kxan.com outlaw. Thank you.